I should start this episode by apologizing because I guess this was always meant to be a romantic drama and not a romantic comedy, but that was not the impression that I got from the trailer or the title or the (laughs) title, which I still don't really understand. No. No, the title makes no sense. I think she said the word bounce in a monologue at some point. Yes. Or her friend said it. Yeah. So anyone who went into this, anyone who watched this, first of all, sorry. Well, Caitlin, sorry, but I just want (laughs) to say thank you because now you have done your homework and you're ready for the episode. But I'm sorry you had to watch it. But also we're (laughs) sorry that you had to watch it. I think we paused this one. How many times? Uh, I lost track because we were looking for interruptions. (laughs) Anyways, uh, welcome to Bad Movie Date Night, the podcast in which we take a serious look at bad movies and genre films and hopefully give them the credit that they deserve. I'm Nigel from journeyintofilm.com and with me is my wonderful wife, Caitlin. Hello. I wonder if I should probably rewrite our intro to talk more about how we talk about dating sometimes. Yeah. Because I wonder how many people are coming to this and like, yeah, movie talk. And then we're like, Caitlin's dating corner. And they <laughs> mentally check out. Hey, nobody check out. I give great dating advice. I mean, it's probably one of the things that I look forward to most on <laughs> when we do this every week. But um, maybe other people don't. I don't know. You know, it'd be a really great idea if what? someone left us a review and told us what they thought of our show. And my dating corner. In Caitlin's Dating <laughs> Corner, or just uh, respond to any of our dating stuff, dating-related stuff on social media. Yeah, yeah. Because we're actually trying with the social media now. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so the movie that we're talking about this week is Bounce. It is directed and written by Don Ruse. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce that. Seems fairly simple. And uh, it stars Ben Affleck. Gwyneth Paltrow and some other familiar faces, but no one as familiar as Ben Affleck and Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm -hmm. I did not care for this movie. No, it was not enjoyable. This was not a fun movie to watch. Mm -mm. In fact, I know that like our whole thing is that we say that there aren't any like bad movies, but there are mediocre ones. Yes. And we do not tolerate mediocre movies. (laughs) No. That's a new catchphrase that I'm going to try to get on a t-shirt. We We do not tolerate mediocre movies. I like it. I just said that very weird, but I'm not going to say it again. No. (laughs) This, This movie's very confusing. Not in terms of the plot, or it's not like it's hard to follow, but... 
the tone is very strange. Yes, there is a weird tone and is boring. <laughs> yes. And if you've seen a romantic movie, obviously you've seen them all, but you've especially seen this one. Yeah. And this movie also starts off very depressing. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot think of a movie that starts more depressing than this one does. Yes. Uh, I have one, but... Which one? Um, While You Were Sleeping. I haven't seen it. Yeah, you wouldn't like it. Okay. It's my mom's fave. I'm so not surprised. <laughs> I, I don't even know that movie, but I'm not surprised. It's that got it's Sandra Bullock in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, That'll I guess come up later, too. Wink, wink. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, Caitlin, do you want to tell us what you liked about this movie? <laughs> what I liked? That one kid was pretty adorable, and I freaking loved his whale shirt. Uh, Alex D. Linz. He was so cute, but that whale shirt, though, mm, that was amazing. Yeah, so the two child actors in this are Alex D. Linz and David Dorfman. Alex is known for this movie, Home Alone 3, One Fine Day, and he also did Young Tarzan in the Tarzan movie, which an interesting fact about that, the actor who plays his dead dad in this, uh, where did his name go? Tony Goldwyn voiced Tarzan in what? the Tarzan movie. Like so the Disney one? Yeah, the animated oh. one with all those... I uh, didn't hear it. Like, I couldn't hear it. It has been way too long since I've seen Tarzan. Mm. But for some reason, I can hear the uh, the soundtrack Yeah. <laughs> by... Um, what's his name? The drummer from... Uh, Genesis. You know I'm bad with names. Oh my gosh, I'm having the worst, worst brain fart oh right no. now. Um, okay, moving on. We're going to talk about David Dorfman. If you think, hey, that creepy kid looks familiar, it's because he's the creepy kid from The Ring and The Ring 2 and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Oh, he is in horror film. Yeah, like like that's his thing. Is like he looks like a creepy kid. And uh, he nails okay, so that's it. not the kid I was talking about, though. That you thought was adorable? Yeah. No, I, I know. We talked oh, about okay. him already. Okay. Okay. Well, now we we're talking about, about his cool whale shirt. That was <sighs> the best part of the movie. I'll be honest. I missed the whale shirt. Oh, my gosh. Phil Collins. Oh, my gosh. Came to me. Didn't even have to look it up. But uh, you like the movie One Fine Day, I which did, has him yeah. in it. And you made me watch. It's a good movie. It is a movie. It's a good movie. It is a movie that exists. Oh, my gosh. I love, uh, what was her name in it? Um, Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah. She's great. You got Michelle Pfeiffer and George Clooney doing the George Clooney thing. Yeah, it's adorable. Speaking <laughs> of which, uh, one of the things that I enjoy about this movie, and many early Ben Affleck movies is early Ben Affleck. 
What do you like about early Ben Affleck? I watch it and I find it hilarious <laughs> because he lives up to every stereotype that you hold against him. Mm-hmm. But he, I would not say to the same degree as Matthew McConaughey, but he also kind of had a, you know, he's done some serious things and he's mm-hmm. proved that he can do serious stuff. And I'm going to say something controversial. Okay. I don't like him as an actor. I don't think he's that talented. I would not say that he's one of the most talented, but similar to how Nicolas Cage can be right at least two times a day, (laughs) I think that there are times when Ben Affleck nails it. Specifically, that Christmas movie that we really like with him, Surviving Christmas. It was funny. It's a fun movie. You enjoy it. (laughs) It's funny, but... I feel like Ben Stiller could have played him. That would be two entirely different <laughs> movies. I'm just I'm just imagining all of those like faux macho Ben Stillerisms that he does. <laughs> like not even like the Walter Mitty Ben Stiller, but yeah. like Dodgeball Ben Stiller. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> or I mean, I guess like uh What's that other movie with Cameron Diaz? There's something about Mary. Yeah. I guess I could see like that. Yeah. In this, but this w- that would turn this into a very comedic movie <laughs> and not the No, I meant uh Saving Christmas or Surviving, surviving Christmas. Christmas yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean there are plenty of like Matt Damon could have been it. I mean, yeah. they're basically the same right. person anyway. So that's what I'm saying is like he is replaceable and he has like two faces that he makes in any given film. Yes. But like I said, he's he's like Nick Cage. He's he's at least right right twice a day. Okay. Because he is the best Batman. And uh, he's pretty good in Argo. I thought Argo was really good. I've never seen Argo. We should watch Argo. I wouldn't say he was the best Batman, but... Okay, well, he is. So we're not going to get into this. This is not the DC (laughs) cast. Nothing against the movie. I love the movie. I'm just saying. Not the best Batman. Oh, okay. I don't (laughs) like Gwyneth Paltrow. No, I don't like her either. She has never done anything that really... uh, really piqued my interest. I can't think of one movie that she's in Actually, that I liked. That's not true. She was in the Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, she is good in that. But but not my favorite character. No, she's not my favorite character, but that's at least like a good movie that she's in. Right. I don't think I've ever seen a movie that I'm like, oh yeah, that was a great or a good movie. Yeah. Um also I think Kristen or Kirsten oh she was her name from Spider Man. Kirsten Dunst. She should have played that role in, in the this Royal, movie? Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, yeah. She could have done that easily. Yeah. She'd be good at that, too. All that to say, also... <laughs> All that to say, we hated this movie and the actors. Yeah, we did not care <laughs> for this movie. Uh, there is zero chemistry between Ben Affleck and Gwyneth Paltrow. None. I recently learned, and by recently, I mean right before we started recording this, learned that they dated... And they broke up before the movies, or they were yeah. broken up at the time that they filmed this. And then they got back together. What? Yeah, they got back together. After Did not know that band. part of the story. Um, how? They broke up like two months later. Okay. But 
still, I mean, if you let's just thinking about dating as a concept, you would think that if you're going to date or be at least be committed to someone, even for two months, that there's some kind of chemistry there. Right. Even if it's a weak chemistry. Yep. This movie was this is this movie was like the equivalent of someone putting a cold pan on a stove and expecting it to cook a steak. <laughs> or cook anything for that matter. Right. It was the opposite of hot. Yeah. It was I like a know, brother and sister. Not even that. Yeah, there wasn't even like a familiar yeah. relationship. And there have been plenty of times where couples who have some sort of relationship are able to pull chemistry out of each other. Right. Like Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling is the first one that comes to mind because they were in so many movies together. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman in oh, so Eyes Wide Shut. Mm-hmm. Even even in that movie, when they were being like almost pitted against each other, mm-hmm. still some chemistry. Right. This movie? None. None. Nothing. None. Was there anything else that you liked about this movie? No. Nope. So you liked the kid's whale shirt. Yes. <laughs> so that's a lot to go off of. I here. So I thought that the premise of this movie was very interesting. I thought that the uh, what was interesting about it? I I mean, like. I think that the movie tried to tackle some really interesting ideas. Okay. But because they tried to rework it to be more about like the romance between the two of them Mm -hmm. and I guess make it lighter, Mm -hmm. it kind of ruined it. So you wanted like a dark film? I think that this had this movie gone darker or stayed dark because I feel like after the beginning of the movie, like once Ben Affleck gets out of rehab Mm -hmm. is when it starts to lighten up. Yeah. And even his whole drunken acceptance speech Mm -hmm. thing felt like they were trying to not make it too serious. Right. But we'll talk about that in a second. Um, so I feel like if they had just kind of kept that consistent tone mm-hmm. and like made it more about him like dealing with the guilt and trying to correct this wrong. Yeah. Even if it did turn into like a friendship or something like that, that would have been a significantly more interesting movie than I took the place of your, or your husband took my seat on a plane and died. Now I'm going to... I don't know. Now we all have to deal with these things. Yeah. And like, like even with the, um, the one little boy, I forget his name. Um, at the end when he said what, like, you know, did he say anything about the Christmas trees? Yeah. The Christmas trees implying that he had some guilt too. Right. Um, like, that just felt tacked on. Right. Because it came up all of a sudden. And then went away immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And even 
Gwyneth Paltrow, like, I know that she wasn't really, like, a central character. She wasn't, like, the main character, but she was kind of a main character. Right. We didn't really deal with any of her guilt on a consistent basis. No. Either. Mm-mm. But I think that's, like, that's a really powerful idea, talking about guilt surrounding the death of a loved one, because you never know if it's... uh you never know if it's you always have that like what if like right who like and you always want to blame somebody for it too yeah that's true i i mean i don't know i i don't think that concept is meant to be turned into a love story no there's really not i mean i guess the idea at the end when her friend says what does she say? She says, you're always going to wonder if you're making a mistake replacing Greg or whatever. Some, was that what she said? I don't know. That sounds right. Yeah. Even, I mean, I guess like if you're going to turn it into a romance, I guess that's like a good way to look at it. Sure. But I don't know. Did you like the line, uh, look, guys screw up. That's what they do. It's in their manual right under love your grill, leave socks on floor. I wanted to go like, but um, yeah. uh, because it's just like very like, haha, men are stupid. Haha, <laughs> men are stupid and men and women are different. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Um, um I don't. Do you want to keep talking like this, or should we try <laughs> to to summarize the movie for anyone who didn't watch it? You want my thirty second summary? Yeah, let's throw a thirty second I summary don't even in there. I think it could be thirty seconds. I imagine it it won't be, <laughs> and I think I summarized it last week anyway. So this is just a refresher. <laughs> uh, man dies on plane, leaves wife and children behind. Person who was supposed to be on plane that did not die falls in love with wife. They get in fight, get back together. The end. That was uh, pretty spot on. Yeah. Now, let's see if you can explain it with emojis <laughs> in a tweet format. Uh, airplane. Bomb. Um, crying face. Love face. Kissy faces. <laughs> angry face. Kissy faces again. Oh, and in the middle somewhere, a bottle of alcohol. The end. That is also spot on. (laughs) I want someone to describe it in five emojis or less better than me. That would be impressive. We'll see if anyone can do that. All right. Challenge on. So we've already been talking kind of uh, deep, and we already talked about how they tried to make this movie too light and serious. So let's, let's, I kind of, maybe we should talk about like some key scenes that really point to some issues with this movie. Okay. So the opening of the movie I thought was very well done. And I was confused. Because it wasn't funny or? I, I just watched the scene of the three of them at the airport and I was like, I don't know what's happening. I don't. 
I don't know who is trying to get with who. With, yeah, and I don't know who any of these characters really are. I have no connection to any of them, and I don't even know if I like any of them. Yeah, speaking of that, why do you think, what do you think the real reason was that uh, Gwyneth Paltrow was mad at the end of the movie? Like, do you think that, do you think that Mimi told her, like, told her the whole story? Do you think Mimi You mean, like, about them sleeping together? No, like, uh, okay. So, from my perspective, uh, Ben Affleck's like, okay, I'm gonna go sleep with this girl. Right. Our planes are delayed. I'm going to give a ticket to this guy so he can get back to his kid. Right. And that plane crashes. Right. But Ben Affleck gets some sweet, sweet one night stand action. Right. Okay. He feels guilty. Starts uh, checking in on dead guy's widow. Right. And then Mimi shows up Mm -hmm. before he tells her what happened. And... The kids find the tape, and there was a note attached to the tape. So I want to know, like, did the note say, hey, I know the guy who gave your husband the ticket to come home? No, 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 Or, like, was she mad that he knew her husband but didn't say anything to her? Okay. I think the note just said, hey, I found this video of your husband from the last night at the airport, and I just think you should have it. I'm sure that's all the note said. But then what did they talk about? Probably their the last time together. So you don't think that she said that she hooked up with some guy no. and he gave her the ticket? No. Or he gave him the, I'm the sh- ticket? I'm sure she said like, maybe, maybe something like that. And I think she was mad because he knew her husband and never said anything. Okay. I think that's why she was mad. Because you get that scene afterwards between Affleck and the kids where he's like, um, I kept a secret from your mom. Yeah. I, so I think she was mad that he that he didn't tell her. So when did she find out that he gave him the ticket? Well, I, Mimi probably did say that. Okay. Yeah. But I don't think she was mad that he gave him the ticket. I think she was mad that he knew her husband and didn't say anything to her about it. Okay. So you don't think that she blamed him for her husband's death? Because I feel like that is a more natural response than... uh, being mad about (sighs) secret hiding, not telling. I agree with what you're saying. But I don't think that's what this movie was doing. (laughs) Yeah, I was very... Just because of the whole secret comment between him and the kids, that makes me feel like she's mad. And they kind of get in that fight where she's like, you never told me. And he was like, I was going to. And she's like, oh, yeah, right. You you were never going to tell me this, you know? Yeah. So it seems like she was mad that he didn't tell her that he knew her husband. Yeah. It also seems frustrating that he never, I wish that, I know that like, okay, film is a visual medium, so we're supposed to pick up on context clues. Right. Great moment in this movie is when he opens up the 
Alcoholics Anonymous book, which for some reason, not it's not chapter one, but it's several no. chapters later that say how to, and it has the 12 point step. And so that was nice. So it's not like we saw him in some AA meeting and they're right. like, step number eight, make amends or whatever it is. You know, so that was, right. you know, visual right there. Audience, we get it. However, I wish that they could have just clar- had a second for them to clarify both what he was going to say and what she was really mad about. Because at the end of the movie, I don't think they solved any of their communication mm, problems. No, I thoroughly agree with that. I do appreciate that this movie didn't do a montage where they were sadly thinking about each other right. while it like rains and Sarah McLaughlin plays. Right. But I'm a little annoyed and I'm taking off points because we're grading on a point system now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking off points because they still had the best friend spouse wisdom that she should have seen the whole time. Right. Thing. Um, and you, okay, this is, I don't know why this came to my thought next. You know how I know that they tried to turn this into some kind of comedy? How? The fact that the dog's name was also Buddy. Yeah, that was weird. It was also weird that his name was Buddy, so. Yeah, that also seems like a weird choice for his character. Like, yes, I kind of look at Ben Affleck and I think, oh, yeah, he's a buddy. But that is a horrible name. That should be on the list of don't use names. Right. Unless you're an elf. Unless, I guess, yeah, I guess it works for an elf or uh, Canadian (laughs) or. No, I think that's about it. (laughs) So the movie starts with this really depressing so the so Ben Affleck, he's like this advertising guy, and he gets their planes are shut down in where are they? Chicago? Yeah, I think Chicago. That sounds right. Because there's a winter storm. Right. And he's supposed to have like the last plane out to Los Angeles. Meets this guy in a bar who also they meet this girl, Mimi, which is not a name for someone no. under the age of 30? It's just not 50? a name. It's It should not be an actual name. Maybe a nickname. Right. So I would, is like her full name Miriam? Is that, is that, is Mimi short for Miriam? I don't know. No idea. We should find out. All right. So they're all talking at the bar. It doesn't seem overly funny. It just kind of seems like three strangers are getting to know each other. And then they all go their separate ways. Ben Affleck's like, I'm going to go get some some one night and gives his ticket to the other guy. And then the plane crashes. And it's very serious. Yes. And then it continues to be serious. When Gwyneth Paltrow gets the news. Right. Ben Affleck becomes a heavy drinker. Mm-hmm. And in a very brief not really clear montage shows him drinking more and more and like calling out of his job, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. And then he goes to rehab and then it's pretty much like from the point where he gets out of rehab onward that they add the romance to the story and try to make it happier. Yes. 
and it doesn't work. No. No, it does not. Fun fact, did you know that Ben Affleck does struggle with alcoholism? Yes. His whole family. Didn't know it was his whole family. Yeah, he's a recovering alcoholic. I think I knew about Casey, but I forgot that they were related. And his dad was an alcoholic his whole life. Um, And when his parents got divorced, his dad was homeless for two years because he was an alcoholic. And his aunt, his dad ended up overdosing. His uncle ended up overdosing because he was an addict. His aunt ended up overdosing because she was an addict. One other person, too. Are you trying to make this podcast just as serious and <laughs> down as the movie was? No, I just, I just thought it was an interesting fact. Yeah. Because uh, he struggled with that in this movie. Yeah. The, he, uh, that's actually, uh, well, two things. One, he started drinking very heavily after his experience working with Warner Brothers on Justice League. Had to go oh, into really? re- yeah, he had to go into rehab for I it. I knew like recently he did, but I didn't know it was, it was during that time. He's never said anything. Well, he, he maybe said something. I'm not certain. But there's at least speculation that he started heavily drinking because of the reshoots on Justice League and because he had so much issue trying to get his Batman movie made. Mm. And um, so then he had to go to rehab for that. And the first movie that he made out of rehab was about a former basketball coach dealing with alcoholism. So I thought that was interesting. I feel like it's a topic that's really like that. He's very passionate about from reading the short reading I did about him. Yeah. And if you watch the theatrical cut of justice league, you can tell which scenes were reshot because he looks very bloated. Mm hmm. Like his cheeks are all chubby and red all the time as underneath the cowl. It's kind of sad, Mm -hmm. but it looks silly. I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. (laughs) (laughs) This movie. Caitlin, what do you think that the uh, title of this movie was meant? I know that it was, like, dropped in a weird monologue, but I don't remember what that monologue was. I don't know. It's because it's not like she wasn't, like, bouncing back from yeah, anything. Yeah, she was very sad the whole movie. I don't, I don't... Do you have to bounce back from what life throws at you? I guess. Maybe it's in the quotes for this Do movie. Do they have a tagline or something? Oh, I wonder. Let's see what the tagline is. Ooh, this October, fall in love with fate. Okay, that does nothing to describe why your movie is called Bounce. No, but this is interesting because the one tagline is this October, fall in love with fate. The other one, two strangers fell in love. One knew it wasn't by chance. Yeah, that's the opposite of fate. Those are both the opposite of each other. So which one is it? Fate or chance or neither? Or both. I don't know. What did you think of the weird... Was it like a meant to be a joke about her getting addicted to cigarettes because she started chewing nicotine gum? Yeah, I don't... That was weird, too. I was like, what? What? Also, you know what I'm really disappointed with? 
What? I'm disappointed that his personal assistant, Seth, wasn't a figment of his imagination. <laughs> and and it could still work. Here's why. No one besides Ben Affleck ever says anything to him. No. Gwyneth does. She talks. He says something to her. But it's kind of direct. Well, no. He, Seth says something to Ben Affleck while he's talking to her. But she never responds back to him. Because I was thinking about that when, when we were watching it. No one ever said, besides Ben Affleck, ever says anything directly to Seth that we see on screen. He just tells Gwyneth that he likes the building that they purchased. You're right. And she doesn't say anything in response, I don't think. Yeah. And when she brings up the Dodgers tickets, uh huh, he's like, oh, I have that thing Friday night. And then he comes up and says, no, that was moved to Monday. And she doesn't respond to him either then. That's true. So the entire movie, actually, you know what? And then at the end of the movie. Yeah. When Seth is helping him pack up his stuff in his apartment. Yeah. And she comes in. Yeah. He says, I have to go back to work, but she doesn't acknowledge him. No, that's what I'm saying. That's where he, he goes up to her and says, we like the building you purchased. Oh, yeah. But she doesn't say anything but in she response. Doesn't say any- yeah. But he directly talks to her. Yeah. Interesting. So, is Seth a figment of Ben Affleck's imagination in this movie? Which would make this movie a secret masterpiece. Which would not <laughs> help this movie at all. It would only make it more confusing. Um, something else I did I did want to point out. Seth was played by Johnny Galecki, obviously famous for The Big Bang Theory, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and a whole bunch of other things that he's in. I feel like they made him gay because that's what like romantic movie like they that's need the a gay formula. Best yeah. Yeah. But the only thing that was missing from this movie was like the mustache twirling boss. Because like so at that one point she after Ben Affleck asks her to help them purchase the building because he wants her to get the commission. She sa- she makes a comment that there's one offer on it, not knowing that it's from his partner. And she says, but that smells fishy to me. I definitely expected that to be like a whole thing. I know. I, I like, why was it fishy? That's concerning that it's fishy. Right. It like, did it make it not fishy since she was able to, force them into a legitimate real estate brokering situation. I don't know, but I'm concerned that his partners were doing fishy things that Right. So it's probably good he got he out was, of there. Yeah, that's, you know. And then the the thing with like the whole lawsuit at the end, that was also very strange. I don't feel like that was necessary, but I guess it was needed to Right, to further the story. To make him say on the stand that he did everything that he said that he did. Right. I don't, I don't, or did everything that they thought that he did. I don't know. So that Gwyneth would see him and come back. I guess. Do you want to jump over to your dating corner now? All right. It's time for Kaylin's dating corner. Okay, 
Here is. I got two questions for you, okay? Okay. I also just want to say that I promise that your theme music is coming. All right. I know. I'm so disappointed. I had a conversation this week about it. Let's do it. Okay. All right. So here's my dating question. This one is not fun. Okay. You do. Are you? You have no fun things this week. No, I do. Okay. The first one's just not. Okay, because this podcast is going very south very quickly. Okay, just forget it. No, it's not (laughs) your fault. It's this is a very depressing movie. Um. Okay, how long is too long, or not enough time to wait to start dating after the loss of a spouse? In your opinion, because everyone is different and I respect anyone's response to this, but I want to know if you had to gauge it, what your number would be. I do not think that I could put a number on that because I really don't think that I would ever get over that. So like a week would be acceptable? No, it wouldn't be acceptable. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to say like, you're baiting me into this conversation again, and I do not appreciate that. I I feel like it would be a lot longer. Like, okay, I feel like I would be Gwyneth Paltrow in this situation, mm-hmm. in which I would very firmly distance myself emotionally from anyone who wanted to get close to me okay. for a very significant amount of time until someone, I guess, had the patience to deal with it but also i'm acutely aware that i've barely talked to another human being (laughs) (laughs) especially in the last year and a half that Uh i don't know if i could successfully date someone else (laughs) if something happened to you okay so all that to say i cannot put a time on it cop out but it's the truth (laughs) (laughs) all right are you ready for my fun question I'm waiting for your answer first. <laughs> you know, I would never date anyone else because I would just end up working like. You would work yourself to death yeah. and have multiple pets, either <laughs> cats or dogs. I don't, I don't, some combination of the two. <laughs> yeah. So. I, yeah. I, I. Don't worry about me. That has never been a question in my mind. <laughs> uh, all right. Fun question. Which one is worse? <laughs> okay. Which which one is... <laughs> I don't like the way that you're <laughs> laughing at this. And I feel like it's not going to be as funny as you think that it is. No, I was just thinking about how I thought it was <laughs> Is this like a Winston situation? No, I realized that like it's actually kind of depressing. <laughs> so, okay. This is where while you're sleeping comes back up. Oh, boy. <laughs> Okay, which one is the worst out of the two? You're dating a guy in not that long. Like, you go on one date with him. Gets into a coma. That is not long at all. Right, 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 right. Gets into a coma. You go visit him. Because for whatever reason, you feel like it's your fault that he's in the coma. Because he got hit by a train or something. I forget exactly what happened to him. Um... And you fall in love with his brother while he's sleeping 
Get it? I now understand the title of that movie. <laughs> Thank you. Uh-huh. Um, or you fall in love with the guy that switched seats with your husband on the airplane. Which one is worse? Definitely the coma. Y- you think so? Yeah, because he... Because, like, husband's dead. Like, you you can feel guilty about that all that you want. Right. But at least, like, you don't have to deal with him. Right. But if you start dating someone who, like, if you start dating someone's brother or sister or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, while the person that you had gone on a date with was in a coma. Yeah. Like, you got you to gotta explain that. Yeah. On top of everything else that they missed, <laughs> however long they're in a coma. Right. True. True. But at least you didn't have that, like, history of the relationship there. Like, you went on one date with that person. Yeah, that's true. But at the same time, they might say, they might wake up and they might be like, but, like, you didn't even give me a second date. Right. Like, like, I know that wasn't possible, but, like, and I know that they probably wouldn't be mad at them for not waiting, but it'd be really awkward. And yeah. I think awkward beats unfortunate anyway. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Actually, I realized I, I did want to ask that question. You didn't? No, I did. I did. Okay. But I am realizing that I was getting some of the plot me- mixed up. And I just feel like it's very comical. She actually lies to the family. They never go on a date. She just sees him. She works at the subway station And he always buys a ticket every morning at the subway. And she interacts with him only there. So she makes up a relationship with this guy who then goes into a coma? No. So he goes into a coma. She, well, he gets hit by a train or something. And she sees it and she runs to go save him. And when the EMTs arrive, she says that she's his fiance. And so when the family comes, so much worse. right? When the family comes, they're like, Oh, you're his fiance. We didn't even know he was engaged. And like the family comes to love her and they think she's great. Meanwhile, she falls in love with the guy's brother. This is <laughs> all right. Now let's, let's take this one step further. Okay. Would you rather okay. be in a situation as such? I'm not going to try to repeat all that. Okay. Right. Or hire a family to be your family for Christmas, <laughs> fall in love with their daughter. Oof. And then they really are your family. No, I was going to say, and then your real girlfriend shows up oh. thinking that they're your family and wants to know why you're hitting on your sister. Oof. Oof. Both are bad. Both are bad. Both are awkward. <laughs> Uh, I think the I'd rather hire a family one because if you just completely lie and you never even like because then he wakes up from the coma and he's like, they're like, hey, don't you remember your fiance? And he's like, no. And they're like, yeah, this is your fiance. And he's like, I'm sorry. I don't remember you. Does is there like a sequel that's like no. <laughs> you have amnesia? no. While you were sleeping too, <laughs> she ends up marrying his brother. I mean, I'm I'm assuming that's rom com one hundred and one. <laughs> but I feel like that would be more awkward because when that truth comes out, no way to recover. At least with the you hired a family, you can be like, she's not really my sister. 
the other thing that's kind of ironic is every family reunion after that. Yeah. They're like, hey, you remember that one time you lied about being my right, brother's fiance? Right? <laughs> that's so awkward. So that'd be bad. And then you become that girl in the family. Right. Like, like that family should have locked her up. She crazy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't understand the enjoyment of rom-coms. There's some good ones out there. There are some. Th- that's Sex all I have tape. to say. That's a good one. Game night. I I don't know if game night's really it's probably a rom-com. not a rom-com. Rom- that's just like crazy a comedy. stupid love. Crazy stupid love is good. I like the message of sex tape, but I do not like the movie sex tape. Oh, it like is it. not particularly funny to me. Well, I think it's hilarious. So the only thing that I like in sex tape, and this is a common joke, is when parents talk about how terrible their children are, <laughs> and they talk about how their children don't understand that they're talking about how terrible they are. That's that is funny. That is a that is a joke that I will sign off on all the time. <laughs> Uh, but the, there really is not too many different stories with rom-coms. Guy wants guy or girl wants guy or girl loses, well gets guy or girl, then loses guy or girl, then get back together with guy or girl. Or you have the the good old uh, guy and girl are friends. One of them is chasing after someone else and doesn't realize that what they wanted was in front of them the whole time. Right. There's that's that's all you can do with a rom com. Honestly, I feel like we should stop talking about rom coms on here. Hey, they're semi enjoyable sometimes. Couples Retreat was funny. I know you really liked Couples <laughs> Retreat. That's I, so funny. Even when we were at your parents a week ago and yeah. it came on, I was like, I don't get it. So funny. It is. So funny. It, it was somehow less funny to me, but that was probably all the commercials in between yeah, everything. that ruins. Although it did, I I thought it was funny how funny your dad thought it was that the kid was peeing in the toilet <laughs> in the you know that, like, home improvement they, store. They marketed that towards people just like my dad. Your dad is the target audience for Couples Retreat. Yeah. And I would love to see, I would love like a, like a pre-cruise take from your dad and a post-cruise take from your dad. <laughs> because I feel like that would be very interesting. <laughs> Kayla, is this movie going to go on your uh, top 10 list? This may surprise you, but it indeed is. No. <laughs> no. I was shocked for a second there. No. No, no, no. Okay. Not even close. Bye-bye. Never want to talk about this movie again. Yeah, we should... Uh, actually, we should play a game and see how many times we can mention this in future podcasts. Nope, pass. And then we'll make a t-shirt that has like a tally thing on it. <laughs> um, yeah, I did not care for this movie. No. If you couldn't pick that up before. I have nothing else to say about it. I don't think that this movie deserves more credit than it received. Nope. Uh, I feel like... The general consensus, loosely based on review websites that I hate using, uh, I feel like the it's pretty accurate. It is an okay, sad, sour, dour, depressing movie 
with uh, Ben Affleck and Gwyneth Paltrow, who interestingly both won Academy Awards the year that this movie was filmed. Crazy. Ben Affleck's was for Best Screenplay with Matt Damon on Goodwill Hunting, and hers was Best Actress in Shakespeare in Love or okay, whatever that was. So, um, I got nothing else to say. Nope. Well, boring. That was a fun episode. Hope we didn't bring anybody down too much. Um, next week we are kicking off our next series, and we're pretty excited about it. We'll let you guys uh, just kind of anticipate what's coming. But until then, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Anyone who listens, you're our favorite person in the entire world. And uh, we're going to ask you for a favor this week. Go leave a review on wherever you listen to podcasts because reviews are good. And we can know what you like and what you don't like. And uh, actually, if you don't like us, don't say anything. (laughs) Um, We encourage you to hit that subscribe button especially in Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to it, because we don't want you to miss an episode. Even if you haven't seen the movie, we hope that you get something out of our podcasts. We're on Instagram and Twitter at journeyintofilm.com. We uh, post weekly about all of our Caitlin's dating questions, and we post some fun pictures promoting the podcasts. This week, instead of the dating question, I think we should have people describe this emoji or this movie in five emojis or less. That's a great idea. I think that's what we're going to do. And uh, if you ever want to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash a journey into film, throw a cup of coffee our way, or you can head over to Public and check out some sweet t-shirts. If you don't know, our uh, Is This Movie a Secret Masterpiece t-shirt is available now. I think that it's pretty sweet looking. Got a little 80s theme since most of our movies take place or were shot in the 80s, which we enjoy. Not this one. This was 2000s all the way. And um, those links are available in the show notes. Caitlin, do you have anything else that you want to say to anybody? No, thanks for listening. Great. And never let anyone tell you that a film you enjoy is bad because they're probably wrong. See you next time. <laughs>